There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. 1 Corinthians 14.10 A significant voice of the end time, clothed with an anointed mantle of holy fire, experienced the ministry of Bishop Frank Tewia Emisa, a son after the likeness of his father Bishop Dakiwan Mills. Bishop Frank is the resident bishop of the Everlasting Father Cathedral under the Jesus is the Answer Church, one of the denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Go deeper, experience more, get ready for a spiritual encounter like never before. together for the film star. We have missed them. Very simple acting, but it's depicting a lot. And that's what happens in the realm of the spirits. The more you complain, the best blessing God can give you is endurance. <laughs> to endure and to go on. Because look, there are so many things to naturally complain about. Naturally, so many Many people don't like their color. Many people don't like their height. People don't like their size. People don't like it. Look, Mrs. Samia you, you should watch the movie Bruce Almighty. Go and watch it. How many people have watched it before? Please go and watch it. It's a recommendation movie. In that movie, one guy who was called Bruce. Okay? And. He said his prayer is that he wants to be God. If God give him one chance to just be a God, just want to be God. So God granted him that prayer. And he became God. And when he became God, he started receiving prayer requests of people. Plenty. And the prayers were coming in the form of um, messages. Plenty. I mean, in a day, it comes from everywhere in the world. And sometimes the prayers are conflicting. As somebody is praying for rain, somebody also wants heat. Hey. I 
at a point and said, I don't want to be God. So, you will still be God. You want to resign from the work. Then you see how difficult the job of God is. Yeah, very difficult. People are dying of snow as we talk now. We are also complaining of heat now. NDC is in power, you complain. MPP is in power, you complain. We don't know what to do. Hey, put your hands together for the film stars. I mean, but as you are being thankful, God is promoting from a security officer to a security manager. Even the security manager, you come back, ah, God, I thought you promote me here. I mean, to what the man is still are the securities inside. God, pa, you have so many things you can complain about. But it's our year of being thankful. That was a very powerful, powerful, powerful. Amen. And a very nice song also from the um, Encounter Choir. Amen. Encounter Choir. We're so blessed. And Charlie, the dancing stars, if you give them the stage, they will dance. Ah. Charlie, clap your hand for my dancing stars. I mean, they are too much. This is how I praise him. Charlie, Friday, we dance, though. It was too much. Those who miss the convention, especially on Friday, oh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Amen. Well, the, the Encounter Choir has sung my message. Am I good for nothing? So that's what I'm preaching this morning about. Am I good for nothing? Hallelujah. So they sang my message. Beautiful. But we want to take our scripture for this week. Ephesians 5 and verse 20. Ephesians 5, 20. Remember all the scriptures. This is the sixth scripture we have given you. So remember all of them. Sixth scripture for the year. Ephesians 5, 20. A very simple one. Shall we all read it together? Ready to go? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God in the and the what and the Father of our, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Shall we read it again? Ready? Go. Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, this scripture also comes to buttress the firm stars. Giving thanks, not sometimes, but always. This year, my campaign is not just giving thanks, but becoming thankful. I said, if you are a man, it doesn't matter how old you are, you are still a man. Do you understand? If you are a guy, it doesn't matter how many years you live in Abroad, you are still a guy. Even though you can't speak guy, you are still a guy. Because some people can't speak God. I know a passive called Immanuel but so he can't speak God. Not even a word of God. I mean, the name is typical God, but hey, but he's still a God. I mean, when he's filling his form, he doesn't write, I am a fra fra. He's a God. Okay, typical. So, Become thankful. Now, when you become something, you are what you are that thing. It doesn't matter whether the condition changes. Because if you think it is hot, I want you to fasten your seatbelt because the heat is not coming. Look, enjoy it all. Enjoy it. And we are, I mean, early in the morning and late in the night, it's quite cool. 
cooler than the people down south. They also don't get it like that. So don't complain. Tell your neighbor, don't complain. Don't complain. Either God will give you endurance. Endurance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Giving thanks always and also for all things. For all things. Give thanks for your husband. Give thanks for your wife. Always. For all things. Unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Put your hands together for God. Thank you. So this month, I want to encourage everybody to become more thankful. And one way you can become thankful is not to become good for nothing. So this book, Good for Nothing, I mean, we, we don't have much. I mean, there was a few we launched. I don't know how many people even got copies. Okay. But if you buy the Macarius 51 to 100, it is inside. A mind good for nothing. So we want to study something little about this as we end, uh, we, we, we go on. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. The topic today is a mind good for nothing. Ask somebody, look at me very well. Do you think I'm good for nothing? Look at me. Look at me. Jesus asked this very important question when he was telling the story about the fact that you are a salt of this world. So Matthew 5 and verse 30 says, Ye are the salt of this earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be sorted? By the way, today is um, seeing and hearing Sunday. The first Sunday of every month is called Seeing and Hearing. And we are encouraging everybody to subscribe to the Facebook and the YouTube of our Father and Prophet Bishop Daggerward Mills, the Flow Church, the Flow Prayer Meeting. Listen, you are what you listen to and you are what you watch. Whatever you watch, you become. Whatever you listen to, you become. A doctor is a doctor because of what he has been listening to and watching. If we give you opportunity to listen to lectures on medicine for about one year, you start to talk like a doctor because you get to know a lot of things. As a Christian, you need to be open to listen and to hear things. The Bible says that they were changed and they were converted by the things they heard and the things they saw. Amen. So I want everybody to subscribe to the Flow Church. This morning there was Flow Church service, which many of us missed. If, if you come at seven, uh, 10 a.m. service, you should be able to watch it. Got a 7 to 9. 7 to 9 flow church service. So just subscribe. If you don't know what to do, as soon as we close, go to the uh, media people. Let them teach you how to subscribe to Dagger Word Mills. Number one, subscribe to podcasts. Number two, subscribe to the Facebook. Number three, subscribe to the YouTube. So as soon as flow church service started or flow a prayer meeting starts, they will just send you the notification and you'll be on. Flow church service is on every Sunday, 7 to 9. So before you come here, you can do flow. Flow is just, it's another word meaning internet something, something that is on the internet. Okay, it's flowing in the air and then you are on. And then flow prayer meeting comes on every Tuesday and Friday from 4 a.m. to about 7 a.m. Now, I don't do flow prayer meeting only on Tuesday and Friday. I do it every day. Why? Once you go to that Word Mills page, 
there are a lot of slow prayer meetings that have happened already. Play one. It's very difficult for many Christians to pray for even 30 minutes. But Jesus said, what, could you not watch with me for one hour? You couldn't pray for one hour. A Christian is expected to pray for nothing less than one hour every day. But sometimes it's very difficult. But the most easiest way is to have somebody praying with you. And that's how the flow prayer meeting becomes very, very good. You put it on and this morning we're praying about the Spirit. To love the Holy Spirit, to love the anointing, I mean the joy of the Spirit. Different, different things about the Spirit. And those prayer meetings, eh, it's not prayer meetings for milk, sugar and things. Oh. Those prayers are lower kinds of prayers. Jesus said, after all these things the Gentiles are looking for about you, seek first the kingdom. Seek spiritual things and all these other things shall be added to you. So, join the flow prayer meeting every day. Just go there and just be flowing. Okay? Be there and flow. And also comment when you are flowing. And let us know that you are on. Amen. Powerful. So, back to the message. Am I good for nothing? He said, but if the salt have lost its savor, where which shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick that it may light, it may give light unto all that are in the house. So, in these scriptures, Jesus teaches two very important things that you are. Number one, you are the salt of the earth. Number two, you are the light of the world. This book is just focusing on the fact that you are salt. Many people don't know the use of salt. All you know is to cook. No, a lot of biscuits you eat have salt in it. A lot of things, there are so many things, margarine has salt in it. Uh, There are so many things that salt are used for. Only you know very limited. When the Bible says you are the salt of the earth, it means you are a very important. Everybody, every house here has salt in it. Even including the people who say they don't eat salt. They still have salt in there. Salt is very important. I went to a certain village one day to officiate um, a, an engagement ceremony for one of my church members. The city, the town was called, the village was, it was called Ehia Manchina. So they had everything, but the food was not nice. And then they were asking, what is it? So, oh, it needs salt. No matter how much meat you are using, without salt, your meat is not nice. That's, that's how important you are. God wants to lift you to a point that you become so significant by your presence. And he's asking, go back to verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. Almost everybody here is good for something. Everybody here. Some of you are very good in your class. Very good in the, in the course you are doing. Some of you are very good in your office. Very good. Very good as a wife. Very good as a husband. Very good at the place where you are working. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, are you also good? Or you are good for nothing? There are many people who are very good in politics. But in the kingdom of God, they are good for nothing. This one. And I tell you, it is the kingdom of God that you are going to stand before at the end of your life. No politics. No politics. 
You are the president of all the Farfra Association, Student Association, in the, and you are very good. You lead and you organize the Farfras. But that's where, that's where it ends. After that, you are good for nothing. And I'm talking about Jesus' question is in relation to the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. I, I am very sad to tell that many people who sit in the church this morning, people watching me this morning, I tell you, many of them, when we line them up and we relate them to the kingdom of God, they are almost good for nothing. I'm telling you. And that's the question Jesus is asking. If you are the salt of the earth, if the salt loses its saltiness, it is henceforth good for nothing. Good for nothing. So this book and this message is going to help everybody here that you don't become good for nothing in relation to the kingdom. In relation to the kingdom. Don't be good at so many things and then when it comes to the kingdom of God, you are useless. And sometimes you can be. You can be. You can be. So I'm just going to read a little love letter from here. It said, in the teaching, in the teaching about salt, Jesus asked a soul-searching question. Are you good for nothing? Are you worthless to God? This is therefore a prophetic book about salt and its mysterious influence and prophetic usefulness to the kingdom of God. Through the Bible, all through the Bible, we find God inviting people to himself. Why does God want people to come to him? God wants human beings to serve him. To worship him and to come near to him. It is only when you serve God that you become useful to him. See, so, sometimes we don't see the importance of this because in our home there are many things that are useless, but we maintain them there. Gathering dust, giving us work to do. She will wrap paper home more than 20 times. Yet, for the past three years, you have not even put your leg inside. Can't you see the, the shoe is good for nothing? It's good for nothing. When I was telling the first service people, the thing I don't like is to visit people and they have this room divider with plates arranged, saucepans, things. They, but when you enter the kitchen, the saucepan they are using, I mean, if, if you put water in there, and yet there are saucepans that are being displayed and they have become good for nothing. Useless. Look at the plate you are using. I will bob the plate. I mean, yet you have a plate arranged for decoration. Hi. The mug you are using, the handle is broken. There are five of them nicely arranged for display. Hey, sister. God doesn't want anything that is useless around him. Listen. There is nothing about you that is the hair God created has a purpose. The eyes have a purpose. The nose, as I'm preaching to you now, everything about you has a purpose and they are all working at the same time. There is nothing about you that is useless to God. Everything is useful. When God created you and the part of the body he put together, everything has its function and uses. How can you be a member of this body of Christ and you are useless? It can't be can be. So Jesus asked this very important question. 
Maybe you don't know today, but he's telling you that you are the salt of the earth. Of the, the earth includes your home, your office, your school, every place that you are, your community. You are the salt of that area. You are the salt of that area. Now, when you make the salt to lose its saltiness, and salt can lose its saltiness. There are ways and things that salt, salt can make it, can lose its saltiness. Other than when you go to the market and the people are put the salt in things exposed to the sun. When the salt is exposed to the sun after some time, it loses its salt. Other than when you put, the amount you put, it doesn't work. You need to put in more. It means that salt is losing its saltiness. One way by which as a Christian you can lose your saltiness is when you are too open to the world. As soon as you are too open to the world, you are like a sword that has been exposed in the sun, being exposed as the sword is there for some time. It loses its saltiness. It loses its saltiness. Too much of the world has entered into you. You become good for nothing. And Jesus gave a lot of stories in the Bible that point to the fact that if you don't take care as a Christian, you can easily become good for nothing. You can't. You can even as a pastor, a bishop or whatever. You can, you can be a bishop, but you are good for nothing. Oh, yes. Because we make appointments by mistakes all the time. It is important to serve God and prevent yourself from being useless and valueless. Anything that does not serve you is useless. The shoe I'm wearing is serving me. I protect the shoe because it's very useful to me. When the thing is not serving me, yes. How many of you you have gone to work then you realize that you have left your phone? You are able to come back home to pick your phone because your phone is very useful. It's serving you. No, if you go to work the whole day without your phone, you you feel very incomplete. That phone is serving you. That's why as soon as the screen the screen they crack right now, you are, you you don't feel you you repair it immediately. Because it's very useful to you. As soon as you begin to serve God, that's when you become useful to God. Yeah, when you don't serve God, you are useless to Him. As far as the kingdom. And I'm saying, everybody here, you are useful for something, good for something. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, how good are you for anything at all in the kingdom? How good are you? You have a voice, you can chatter, yet you can't sing in the choir. Then that voice that God has given to you is becoming good for nothing. Yes. Amen. Hmm. It is not that, it must, be not, it must not be that you are of no significance to the kingdom of God. You must ensure that you make yourself of some value and of some importance to the kingdom of God. You do not have to be a pastor. In order to become useful to God. You don't need to become a pastor to become useful to God. The message I'm preaching this morning, I'm not advocating for everybody to become a pastor before you become useful. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. There are some pastors who are even useless as far as the kingdom of God. Many pastors are doing business and doing things with the There are some pastors, every time they speak, they can't speak five times without asking for money. Then you say, ah, it's like the thing the person is doing, everything is about money. No, 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 no. You can become a pastor, but you are not useful. We are talking about being useful to God. Hallelujah. You will learn from this book that many 
there are many ways in which you can make yourself useful to the kingdom of God. Why did God create you? Why did God leave you to live on this earth when many of your friends, colleagues, classmates have perished and are no more remembered on the earth? Why are you still alive? Why has God kept you alive? Maybe there is a purpose. There is something. One of the things is, that is to do is that when you are cooking, then when it's time for the salt, they realize there is no salt. I mean, look, there is a point you put the salt inside. Oh, uh-huh. I'm not meaning maybe I'm on the beginning now, not the one inch. One inch from beginning. Then you there is no salt. Sometimes you are even you crossed over to your neighbor to even Charlie. <laughs> and when you are when you are asking for the salt, you feel bad because it's something that should never ever finish in the house. But unfortunately, it is finished. Unfortunately, it is finished. It shows how important salt is. Very, very important. It is an it is important question to ask yourself over and over again am i good for nothing all through this his ministry jesus represented or presented his question to his followers are you good for nothing many of the stories of jesus point to this question am i good for nothing such unfruitful servants are good a good example of salt that have lost his savor so we are going to look at some few stories of jesus as time allows us we have just 30 minutes of less okay that point to the, you see a lot of Jesus' stories is asking this same question even though at the end it doesn't pop the question but when you read into the story you will see that the question is asking you or the story is asking you the same question are you good for nothing it's asking the first one is the Matthew 25 story about the talents the guys who were given talents in Matthew chapter 25 Matthew chapter 25 Let's start from verse 13. Verse 13. 14. Beautiful. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Then he that had received the five talents. Ah, did we read 15? I didn't get to 15. Okay. And unto one he gave five talents. To another two. To another one. To every man. Everybody say every man. That means everybody as long as you are a servant of God or you are a Christian, God has given you something. And to everyone he gave according to their several abilities. God look at the ability. I mean when I look at this my young man here. He sings in the choir. But he's acting the film stars too. He's very brilliant. So you are wondering where. And he's, he's a basenta leader also. I mean, overseer center. God, there, there are some people that can't even one choir in the choir. No? A headache man. No? That is your ability. So, uh, everybody has their several abilities. But the thing God wants you to know that he gave everybody something. Everybody was giving stuff to every man according to their several ability and straightway took his journey. And he that had received five came and said, Master, you gave me five. I have worked with the five and I have made five more talents. Your talent gets improved by use. 
I mean, today I saw Hagar singing. I remember the first time I, she started singing. I mean, she's still not perfect. She's still working. But you can see that it's, it's been improved over time. When you put your talent to use over time, it becomes better. I remember the first time I was asked to preach. It wasn't easy at all. It wasn't easy at all. But as you keep on doing it over time, the talent gain more talent. The talent gain more talent. I've traded with it, I've gained. The two also said, look, me too, I received two. I didn't sit down. I've also done it and I've gotten more. But he that have received one talent, he dig the earth, hid it there. He hid it there. Look at verse 30. Jump to verse 30. So when the master came, he called all of them. Then the one he has given the one talent, he told him, where's my talent? He said, oh, I dig the earth. Here it is. He said, hey, cast the unprofitable. That word unprofitable is the word useless. Good for nothing. Anybody God has endowed you with a talent and you sit down in the church to be a spectator, you are called good for nothing. That's what the story is about. Everybody has talent. There's not even a single person here who hasn't got anything. Everybody has something. And there are things that you can do, I can't do. Everybody has something. And God is going to judge you by the talent he has given to you. By the talent he has given to you. Cast that um, useless servant, the good for nothing servant, cast him out into utter darkness. Where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's the first story that Jesus told. To talent. And remember, the talent is God who gave it to you. There are talents. Everybody has talents. Everybody. Begin to think about what you can do and the thing you can do to impact the kingdom. I'm saying that you are used, maybe the talent, uh, the, and that is the thing. Though. This talent. You are using it somewhere. You are using it somewhere. No, when you stand on that and you are doing what you are doing, everybody claps. Everybody wants to come and see you because there is a talent. But it is when it comes into the kingdom of God that you are used good for nothing. It is when it comes to the relation of the kingdom. Women organize a tea party. Yes, you have not organized six people to teach in a bar center before. So it's not that she doesn't have that organizational ability. She can organize all women in Tipoli for a program. How can't you organize 10 people from Tipoli to church? So the talent, eh, in relation to the kingdom, it is good for nothing. But in relation to Tipoli, ah, you are both poster. It's good. Number two. Jesus also talked about the 10 people he gave the 10 pounds to in Luke chapter 19, verse 13. The story of the men who were given pounds also tells us the story about a mind good for nothing. In Luke chapter 19 and verse 13, the Bible says, Luke 19, 13, and he called his 10 servants. This story, most of the time, we confuse it with the other one. See, the other one he called, they were, the servants he called were three categories of people. But this one, ten servants. And look at it. He gave everybody one pound. One pound. I don't know whether it's pound sterling or whatever, but it's pound. One pound. 
Ghana, we used to spend pounds. No, you don't know. Oh, you, what happened there? What happened? I mean, when we say we are independent, then we say we change it to CDs. And now when you put CD and you put pound, I said, I mean, you say, they are not a Ukraine. <laughs> he delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Look at verse 15. Verse 15, when he came, and it came to pass that when he returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded this servant to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money. Money. So here he gave money. It's different from the talents. He gave money. He gave money. Anytime money passes through your hand, understand that God is the one who has given you the money. But what do you do with it? You know, I can give everybody here. I mean, we can give everybody here. I don't know which bank will help us to be able to give everybody here 100,000 Ghana cities. And after two years, we will call everybody and ask, where is the money? Some people will say, Charlie, yes, is you. Yes, is it. Pizza. It's Ganassi. It's Ibana. <laughs> oh yes 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 and this is what happened he gave everybody one pound and then after some time he called them said call them and asked what did they do with my money what did you come and give account of their money then the first one said that oh master you gave me one pound eh Charlie I've got ten hey, what, did you, what business did you do one nine up ten pounds. So, wow, very good and faithful servant. Please make him the Lord over ten cities. Ten cities, the capolis. Then the second one came and said, Master, me to my pound, your die pound, the one that you gave me die. You see, one who die pound have gained five. Maybe the business he did was not as fruitful as the other one. He did something, he got five. Then the other one came. He said, Master, in my own, I kept it in a napkin. No. <laughs> I kept it in a napkin. My children were a boss room. And you see, when money comes into your hand, what do you do? Sometimes it's not that God doesn't bless you with money. There are some people, if you could be sincere to yourself and calculate every money that passes through your hand, it is almost as equal as the person sitting by you. But what you did with your money and what she did with her money has resulted in the production of two different people. Money, eh, first you must even recognize that it is God's money. Hagar to it, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. People get, there are some people, as soon as they get money, the first thing is to think about paying tight. But there are some people, the first thing is to think about their new hair. New hair. You are sitting here, you are carrying God's hair on your head. Oh, yes. Wearing God's shoe. You don't pay tight. You don't give offering. How your investment? You see, sowing seeds and giving. This guy, I don't know what he did. He, did, he kept it in a napkin. The more you keep money, 
church back where Obama was a and a bishop cut ten tenth offering cry. Obama, I need nine once to do once. Oh, yeah, and that's why for money, many people have become good for nothing when it comes to money. The way you handle money, the way you do with money, what you do with money, you have become good for nothing in terms of money, if for anything at all. There is done. The Bible says there is one that withholded than is necessary, yet it tended to poverty. But there is one that giveth more and more and more and still become great and rich. The liberal soul shall be made fat. Let me give, I can't emphasize giving. Giving, investing the God's money. Oh. People, as soon as you you eat, I mean, the, 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 you think about your stomach too much too much if you can do a little fasting it can help you it help you but this time can we sit down I cement in your ego because that plate of pizza that you are sitting on is one bag of cement it's one bag of cement the person in the hallelujah don't become good for nothing when it comes to money especially money that relates to the kingdom there are many people who can finance things they can finance things but when it comes to the kingdom of God they put it in a napkin put it in a napkin and the more you put it money in napkins without giving another. The Bible says in Genesis 8 12, we, this is our scripture for last day. Genesis uh, 8 what, 20, 22. As the earth remaineth. In other words, as long as you are on earth and the earth has not moved and it remains, eh, this thing called seed time and have it will never ever see. It is God's main way of prosperity, no matter, even though this year is not a year of seed, every year is a year of seed. Every month is the amount of seed. Every time. Every time. And you should check. There are some ground that you need to say, hey, you sow. Sometimes I invite certain people because I just want to sow seeds into their life. To tap into the blessing that is in their life. Amen. You must learn. Sometimes when I invite a man of God, one of the things, if the ministry, the person is impacting you, you, you must learn to sow a seed into the person's life. Not just the seed he's asking for. Into his personal, personal life. Come and see him sow a seed. This, and the seed is usually small. No matter how much you give, it's so small. It's, but look, connecting with seeds. Connecting with seeds. Some of you are just waiting now to be and some of seed. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why our harvest in the north is so poor. Because we are just waiting for raining season. We are just waiting for people who live along. River and I mean, you can do it, but we are just waiting for rainy season. And therefore, you're, when you just wait for rainy season before you sow your seed, you always not yield anything much. You should look for environment and opportunities. You sow yourself all the time. All the time. All the time. <sighs> Number three. The story of the prodigal son teaches us about a son who was good for nothing. 
The story of the prodigal son. Luke 15. Certain man from verse 11. Certain man had two sons. and not. When the prodigal son came home, do you know what the father said? He said to the servant, this my son was dead. Anything that is dead is good for nothing. No matter who you are, as soon as you die, you are good for nothing. So the man was trying to tell the servant, this is my son. <laughs> he is good for nothing. This is my son. Very useless guy. He has now come home. Look at the, the verse. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to make merry. And when the senior son came and he was complaining about the father, he has been in the house, you have never made anything. He explained to the boy, He's doing one party for this guy. He was dead. He was useless. By the grace of God that he has come by. Very useless guy. A guy who can take his father's money and go and blow it on harlot and prostitutes and, and drugs. And he's useless. But thank God he came back home. Thank God he came back home. Thank God he came back no, you can be in the house and before you realize an offense has taken you and you have become a useless person. People who leave church because of offenses and look, there is no family we don't offend one another. I said there is no family we don't offend one another. No family. But it doesn't change the fact that we are a family. I've offended you. You have offended. I mean, I won't tell you. I've not come to tell you how many times you have offended me. I will come to church again. Look at you. God punish the devil. Don't move out of your position or you'll become good for nothing. As soon as he left his position, when he came back, now he was a servant instead of a son. So I beg you, make me one of your high servants. Ah! Is that the position you are, you are reducing yourself to? A son, now you have become good for nothing? Eating with pigs? That's good for nothing. Useless. And it's just because he left his position. It's not about the inheritance, though. It's just because he left his position. He left his position. When you leave your position, you can become good for nothing. That sometimes you are working at a place, they are offending you. Don't leave. Don't let anger. You see, when you are leaving, it should be something proper that is making you leave the area. And therefore, when you are leaving, people can even give you recommendation and uh, what letter do they give? There are some letters, apart from assurance, recommendation, ah, forgotten. He said, appraiser, something. They can give. And even if your new, your, your, new, your new company can even call this your old company and ask, oh, oh, but when he was here, how was he? They can write a very powerful thing about you. <laughs> I mean, last time I was here, somebody called me. Somebody has applied for a job and uh, he has used me as a reference. So he want to check. And based on my word, they would, they would either take or reject the person. I say, hey. If you are good for nothing to me, I'll say certain things. Too. I mean, the man talk and say, So, so Bishop, you are saying in effect, you are trying to say that what I should summarize it. Uh, I say, Hey, I don't know that I was so powerful like that. A word can just write the person off. Me, if I form a relationship with you till death do us part. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't want anything to break our relationship. I don't want anything to break our relationship. Hallelujah. Number four. The story of the Good Samaritan also teaches us about priests and Levites who were good for nothing. 
shepherds who were good for nothing. Christians who look at other people who they could have talked to about the gospel and they pass on as good for nothing people. In Luke chapter 10, we saw the story there. Verse 30. The priest came by, saw the man, and passed the other side. The Levite came close to look at him and check the wound, how big it was. And after that, he left him and passed the other side. But the Samaritan, when he came, he had compassion on him. He poured oil on the wound, poured wine on the wound, then bandaged it, then carried him and put him on his own beast and took him to the innkeeper. He went to the inn, which is like the church, the hotel, which is like the church, and entrusted the soul to the innkeeper, the pastor, and told the pastor, take care of him. I'm going to give offering and title until this person become well. When I return any amount that I will pay more. And Jesus said, this priest and this liver who just passed by are good for nothing. And many of us, we see souls and we pass by, we even insult them. He's a drunkard. He's a prostitute. He's a what? He, da- he deals in drugs. He's this, this. Oh, what have you done about it? You are just publicizing it. What have you done about it? It makes us to become good for The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, when Jesus saw the multitude, he had compassion on them. He had compassion. You don't have compassion. You rather insult and push them around. It makes us to become good for nothing. And the church is quiet. Look, I am saving a lot of people, including myself, that we don't become good. Because you can easily become good for nothing. Even though you are very good for something in the office where you are. Oh yeah, the office where you are, you are very good for something. But, because some of you, even when you say you are a Christian, you come to Jesus. Jesus what? You go to church? Who? You? Really? That's why you can't even invite your friend. May you not become good for nothing. The account of the fig tree that Jesus cursed also teaches about um, teaches about a tree that was good for nothing. In Mark chapter eleven, verse 13, from verse twelve, Mark eleven, from verse thirteen. Sorry, he was passing by, saw the tree, and the Bible says that when he saw the tree, it was having leaves. It was like posing as if it was a very great tree. But when Jesus came close to look for fruit, he found that there was no fruit. There was no fruit. He had dressed very nice with tie, but there was no fruit. There was no fruit to show. No, nothing to show. Nothing to show. And Jesus cast, he said, No man, no man, no man eats fruit of thee again forever. From henceforth, from henceforth, because it is good for nothing. Having lived near you, know a lot of scriptures, you know a lot of things about the church, you know a lot about you have no fruit to show, and you are good for nothing. People have Bibles, but they don't read, they have it, they can even boast and say, I have the NIV, I have the King James. Have the message Bible, have even the Dick's Bible, are arranging nicely in the house. But this understand when was the last time we'll be him? You have leaves, no fruits. Leaves, no fruits. 
Amen. When they were returning in verse number 22, Peter saw the thing on verse 21. Peter saw it and said, Master, the tree that you spoke to yesterday, it has withered away. He said, have faith in God. Very last thing, if you also speak to a tree like that, it can also happen. But the reason is because that tree was good for nothing. It can't produce anything. Even though he knows a lot of scriptures and a lot of things. My time is up. Let me close. The parable of the sower who went out to sow also reveals how some grounds can also be good for nothing. There was nothing wrong with the seed. Because it fell in a certain ground that came. But it fell on a certain ground to nothing came. They are just wasting the space. Wasting the places. The ground was good for nothing. The ground was good for nothing. After many years of sowing on that ground, nothing had produced. You have been in this church for at least three years. And not, not even a shepherd. Not even a shepherd. What kind of ground are you? I don't want to be a... What? How do you sing? A wayside ground. I don't want to be a thorny ground. I don't want to be... What is but that's what you are. You are just a, a stony ground, a wayside ground. There's nothing that we sow on that grows. We have preached all the messages. Still, nothing has changed you. Do you know some people, no matter the message you preach, Oh. It's like Obama market register. Oh, dear Pastor Casa. Oh, but the word of God is supposed to change something about you. Ah, Master, may preach shepherd, may preach mega, may preach ninina, near Wotia, why you are Osuabo, only Osuabo, bro, Otim, Yotim. You don't change. You are like a wayside ground. No change. And every wayside ground is a good for nothing ground. Nothing can be sown on it. The wayside ground is not different from the fertile ground. No. The only thing that anything that falls on it, it doesn't give attention. The Bible says he does not even want to give understanding to the thing. And therefore the enemy comes and steals the thing away. And that's how it turns the ground into a stony ground. A wayside ground. Hallelujah. The parable of the man who was looking for fruit on the tree and found none is another lesson of being good for nothing. Luke chapter 13, also verse 6. He spake this parable and said, A certain man of fig tree planted in the vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereof and found none. And he said unto the vine dresser, Behold, these three years, tell somebody these three years. If you have been in this church these three years, you are in this message. If you have been in this church for three years, then you are in this massage. And then he said, no, go to verse, 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 uh, verse 7. I'll go too fast. Let me share verse 7. Uh-huh. And I found now, cut it down. Why cumber it? The word cumber it. Why is he wasting the ground? Why is he wasting the space? Why is it good for nothing in that particular space? Cut it down. It's wasting the ground. 
Onyamin suno otogusuno or seno unchantunchuno say so. But the pastor prayed, and that's my prayer for everybody. He prayed and said, Master, I beg you, leave it one more. This year, dear, my bumper yama. Already leave it one more year. Already yes, we leave it one more year. Give it one. This year, what am I going to do? I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to dang it. I'm going to preach more messages and pray more. Then he said, then he said, verse 9, then he said, Listen, it's a very serious thing because the tree is good for nothing. A tree is good for nothing if it's not doing what it's expected to do. You know, some, some trees even shake because they can't give. Some trees even shake because they can't give. But yet every morning you sweep around it. If I'm planting trees in my bag, I like trees. I mean, home for so mango tree, orange tree. As I'm sweeping, I will enjoy some small mango. I'm going to tree. Oh, ready. I'm going to as I end my message, ask yourself this very important question. Am I good for nothing? Am I good for nothing? You may be a good wife, but when it comes to the house of God, are you good for nothing? Are you good for nothing? God wants to deliver us from uselessness. The Bible says your labor in the Lord will never be useless. When you work for God, it will never be useless. May you become useful. I said, may you become useful. May you become useful. In the name of Jesus. You will never be good for nothing. You won't. You won't get there to become good for nothing. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Look at the scripture. He said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, present yourself as a living sacrifice unto God. Which is your reasonable service? Look, how much salt do you need to make a soup nice? It's not a cup. Oh. No, no, it's not a cup. You see, what you can do is just something little. Oh. What God is asking from you is not something so much. Something little. A salt when it's, it's just a little. Just a little. No matter how much you meet you, it is just a little salt that you sometimes just a little more over. Make that thing even spoil. Just a little. Just a little. What God is asking from you is not too much. Then you come for Sunday for how many hours? You come for prayer meeting. You go for basset. It's not too much, my dear. He calls it a reasonable service. A reasonable service. Quarry says, how many hours do you come for rehearsals? Then you are complaining. And because of that, you can't come. God is calling it a reasonable, small, a salt, a salt. You don't need much. By the way, do you know that if you soaking, if you put a little salt, it's nicer than without salt. So Gary soaking. Yes, a little salt. It's not that you don't have sugar, but a little salt, you know. Oh God, may we become salt. Salt in every area. In everywhere we go, may we become the salt of the earth. 
so that we become useful we become useful we become useful we become useful in the area where we stay we become useful in the school where we are we become useful everywhere we go lord may i become salt so that i'll become good for everything thank you lord lift up your hands and just pray for two minutes as we close oh yes i am not good for nothing no lord oh lord i'm not good I'm not good for nothing. I'm good for something. I'm good for everything. I'm good for everything. In the name of Jesus. Rada da basata. In the church, in the kingdom of God. Oh yes. It will even affect your office and your home. You will not be good for nothing. You won't. You won't. You won't. You won't. You won't. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. You are transforming us. You are bringing a change to us. We will not be good for nothing. We will not. We will not get to the point. We will become useful in your hands. We will become salt that is very useful in your hands. Bless everyone here with usefulness. Bless us, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. As every head bow, every eye closed, you are here. Maybe somebody invited you. You are not born again. Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to be good for nothing. If I want you, I've not given your life to Jesus Christ. You are living in the state of good for nothing. But you don't want to be useless. You don't want to be pastor. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. So I don't become useless. I don't become useless. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. You are here. You are not born again. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to commit my life to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. Communion stars. Hey, you are late.